Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Okay. Amen. 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 Um, cool. Let me pray. Pastor Chris, come on up here. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of do some vision casting a little bit for this uh, for this this year. Um, let me, I'm just going to start by just praying. Um, so uh, go ahead and, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, love, I love Saul last week. I think it was last week. He says, everybody bow your heads. <laughs> uh, so let's, just, let's all bow our heads together. Bow, everybody bow your head with me. I don't, I don't do this enough. It's kind of fun. Thank you, Father. <laughs> God, we love you. We love you. It's clear just this is a house of love, a house of passion, a house uh, that is uh, that apparently we get to sing over people and depression leaves. That's amazing, Father. That's amazing. God, we love you, and we just welcome your spirit and your presence, God. I just pray uh, during this, God, this next time, next time of just sharing, God, that you would speak to people's hearts right now. You'd share with them your messages, God. Your messages, yeah. Jesus, amen, amen. Hey guys, what we're going to do is um, we're going to do something a little bit different, mostly because it's the beginning of the year. And being a newer church, um, how many of you guys, this is your first time here? Just raise your hand real quick. Cool. Dude, we're so stoked you guys are here. I, I just welcome. Just, it, I feel like we're welcoming people into our family and just feels super incredible to host um, visitors. It just feels really special that you would come and hang out with us and, and hope, hopefully you got more than you anticipated. Hopefully you're loaded now and wherever you're going to end up or maybe you hang out and you stay that it just starts coming out and people get saved, healed, and delivered. But um, we, we, we're a fairly newer church. We're about almost, little, almost two years old. And, and I'm realizing that the more I, I think about you know, how do we create a culture and a movement is we have to communicate the vision of who we are and where we're going. Um, if you're here just because you think the seat colors are really good and the worship is amazing, um, awesome. But there's a, I think the reality is to, in order to gather people towards a direction, um, and, and we're, not, we're not doing family unto ourselves, we're actually doing it unto a vision that God has given us. I think we've all been given a vision, right? At the end of Matthew 28, it says, go therefore, right? And make disciples of all nations. Um, and so we're actually looking to do something with God. We're not just looking to hang out on Sundays, although I like to hang out with you guys. Um, and so I wanted to just take one Sunday and, and really kind of re, re-get in touch with and hopefully pull you guys in if there's new people that haven't heard this yet. Pull you guys into what's the vision God has given our church? Why do we do some of the stuff we do? Um, what do we care about? Um, and I, I just feel like that would create a lot more safety for some people. And for other people, it, it would actually create a little bit more passion to, to push you in our direction. Um, it, it's a powerful thing when everybody is facing the same direction and running, okay? Um, uh, Proverbs says that without a vision, the people go unrestrained, okay? Which means that without a vision, without a, 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 um, a guidance, without not knowing where we're going, everybody's going to kind of just meander around. They're going to go unrestrained. Un- and, and so basically, he basically just like, if you cut off all of communication, um, people don't know where to go. And so they all just kind of go in different places. But if everybody's aligned to God's vision, then we're all going to go in the same place and we're actually going to create incredible breakthroughs in the kingdom and in, and in this world. So as we're going through this, as a side note, if you're, if you're new here and you're not like, well, I don't know this, how this is going to impact me, I want you guys to just understand that like, 
we're about to share God's vision for our church. All right, and if, you're, if this is your family, I want you to be like, how do I fit into this vision? What values do I already have? What values am I, do I need to kind of um, start to cultivate in my life? And, and, and the other thing is, I think, that, I think what's going to happen is that you're going to hear some of the, the, the things that we're sharing that God has given us. And I hope that it, that it might not just empower, but encourage you to create your own types of vision for your life, okay? If, if you don't have a vision for your life, somebody else will give you one, okay? The world will tell you what your vision is if you don't have a vision. Um, one, I think Chris was saying this morning to me, we were ta- chatting, he says, he says if, you don't have a, if you don't know where you're going, you just kind of stand around. Is that what did you say? Do you remember? <laughs> That's not what you said. If... If you don't have a vision for your life, wherever you are, you're going to feel like, I guess this is it, instead of actually having a focus. Yeah. Boom. I love that. <laughs> um, and so to me, I, I, I kind of geek out on this stuff. So if, if that's you, get, get excited. But I get excited about creating movement and direction because nothing happens without movement and direct, without vision first. Okay. So this is what we're going after today. Um, we're going to start with, um, so what's, what's the vision of this church, okay? I think the easiest way to say it is we want to see all of Orange County in this region saved. That's just the biggest vision we can think of. What's the biggest thing on God's heart is that everybody would come to know him intimately. I think as a secondary vision is that we would, we would see an encouraged, empowered, and activated group of people that are radically in love with Jesus intimately, relationally, and with each other. And so on, on, on kind of more of a family scale, we want to see everybody in here activated in your gifts, and we want to see you intimately acquainted with Jesus' ways, what he's like, so that when you hear truth, you know it's truth because I know him. So that's the overall vision where we're going after. And uh, so now I want to go into, we're gonna, I'm going to release it to these guys a little bit, but we're going to share a little bit more on our mission. So we have our vision. Our vision is where we're going, what we want to accomplish. The mission is how are we going to get there, Okay. It's good, Pastor. Um, I actually want to just take a second um, and extend an invitation. So follow me for just a second here. If you will, shut your eyes and just put your hands in front of you. Yeah, God, right now, Father, I just invite you in, Lord, to invade each person here this morning. Yeah, God, that they would feel the invitation to come in to more intimacy with you, deeper connection with you. Yeah, God, and I thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. I did that because I, I understand that um, if you're new here this morning, which is so fun to see all you new people, it's amazing. Um, if you're new, if you're visiting, or if maybe you're a part of another community, um, and you're like, oh, shoot, I showed up on the Mission Vision Value Day. Dang it. I want you to be encouraged because there is an invitation that God is giving you this morning, okay? And if these Mission Vision and Values were, were thought up by us, they may not be as fun. But um, I want to share a quick story. I shared it with the first service, and they liked it, so I'll share it with y'all about how we kind of came up with 
um, what God is calling us to, what our, what our main focus is right now. We, we had a, a family member let us use their boat, so we went and sat on this little boat one day, took some yummy food, and um, typically when a church is coming up with their, their mission or their focus, it's actually... A, at least in, in my husband and I's past experience with church planting, it's this really long, kind of like strenuous process of strategic thinking and breaking down and studying the region and what church is doing what and what's their mission and what's their value and don't use the same language and all this crazy stuff. But what we did is we just sought the presence of God and asked him, what do you want for Costa Mesa? What do you want for Presence OC? And what do you want for the people that are going to come in, whether visiting or members? And this is how we, we got these, these three different missions, if you will. And the first one is encountering God together. Everybody say encountering. Encountering God together. And um, this is a, a big, important mission for us because, you know, I, I would hope that each of you are encountering, encountering God individually already. That when you're in your car on your way to work, when you're waking up in the morning, when you're getting ready, when you're changing your kids' diapers, that you're still encountering Jesus, okay? And, and so as a community, as a family, one of our first mission statements is that we would encounter God together on a Sunday morning. I pray that this is not the only place that you have encounters with the King of Kings, okay? That this is just a community piece of Sunday, that we actually just get to come and do it with friends. Pastor Jesse shared this in the last service. That was really powerful. He said, you know, when you're sitting next to someone and you're encountering Jesus, you'll remember the person you're sitting next to because it's that profound. It's that memorable. You know, when the person next to you, you may not even know them. So the person next to you, tell them you have permission to have an encounter. <laughs> Go ahead, tell them you have permission to have an encounter. But you know, when the joy of the Lord just breaks out in a place and they start laughing, you're like, that's weird. I've never been to a, such a happy church. Um, you, you won't forget that moment because you're like, wow, they're really happy. They're overcome by the presence of God. And it's a memorable experience. It's, it's an experience that is heavenly. Right? So we got to get used to encounters here because heaven is a, is a one big encounter party. All right? Um, and so the, the last piece I'll share is, you know, throughout Scripture, we see, um, Scripture says that, that Abraham had an intimate relationship with God and that he showed himself. Yeshua showed himself to Abraham. And when we read the story of Paul, before he was Paul, he encountered Jesus and his life was forever transformed. The lady of the blood issue for 12 years sought Jesus and an encounter changed and healed her. Okay, so this is kind of a big deal to us. So when you come in here on a Sunday morning, when you're wondering what the heck is happening, we're just going after the presence of God and encounters with him because that's what you do in relationships. One of the, the examples I like to use because it's, it's, you can understand it easily is if you know, you're married or you have a significant other or you live with your parents or you have a friend, hopefully you all have a friend, you know, it, it would be odd if you didn't encounter them. Right, if you went to coffee and you didn't encounter them, that would be kind of weird, like having coffee with my friend, but they're really not here because I don't, I don't feel them, I don't see them, their presence isn't around. That would be kind of odd, right? In the same way, that should be our relationship with Jesus. 
And if you're in here this morning and you've never, you're like, what is she talking about? What are they talking about? An encounter. I didn't know I could have an encounter. I didn't know I could see the face of God. I didn't know I could feel his presence. There's an invitation for you. Whether you stay here at presence or not, there's an invitation for you to encounter the King of Kings because he's about relationship and he wants to encounter your life. And a lot of times we don't like to use this word invade because it seems scary. I want God to invade my life. I'm like, invade it in whatever way you want to, God. It's available for you. So I just want to encourage you that if that's new for you, I had only been saved maybe two or three years and I had an insane encounter with God and I saw the face of the Lord. I did not know it was possible. I was not around amazing, powerful people. I didn't hear testimonies like this. I I had no idea at that time that I could have intimate relationship with God and I did and I had no context for it. So I can't really give you much more information except that it's possible because I've experienced it and I didn't have a backstory or information from other people that that could happen. So it's an invitation for you this morning that encounters are available. And for this house, for what we believe God is doing here, we really want to focus on encounters with God and together. Come on. Um, Yeah. You can read about the man of truth, but when you encounter the man of truth, it it does actually change everything. Um, The next one we talk about is, we we, we called it equipping powerful people. Everybody say equipping powerful people. Okay, I'll be real with you, that was really bad. All right, all right. I'm not gonna make you jump through hoops, but let's say this with a little bit more passion. Equipping powerful people. All right, I felt the heart behind it that time. It's okay. It's a good job. Here's the deal. I get really excited about this one because um, this church was birthed out of that, okay? Years ago, my wife and I, Jessica and I, we were at a, at a house meeting in San Diego, and there was a prophetess there, and we we're like, oh, what's a prophetess? And, and <laughs> we didn't know a whole lot about this stuff, um, but she prophesied over us, and we at the time, we had a home group, and she's like, you guys are going to launch a church but it's gonna be out of an equipping center. You're gonna have an equipping center, and out of that, people are gonna be equipped, and they're gonna need a place, a family to go, and so you're gonna launch a church out of it. And this was back in 2008, I think, when we got married. And so we're like, oh, that's an incredible word. We kind of wrote it down, tucked it away, and we sat on it. Well, in 2013, we moved to Orange County, started another home group, and for three years, we equipped people in prophecy, healing, worship, um, powerful living, okay, equipping them. They learn how to do the stuff. And out of, that, out of that community group that we had, in fact, a lot of people are here in that group, we actually ended up starting a church because we all st- hated going to s- Sunday church at different places. We all want to hang out together and continue to do family. And so this church was actually birthed out of an equipping center, okay? Here's, why the, here's what I really believe about equipping powerful people is that I believe where the church is going is we're moving away from a speaker and audience mentality where you sit in a chair and you sit there and you listen to a speaker, then you get up and you leave. And maybe you say hi to a couple of people. I get that. That'd be cool. But, but there's an audience mentality that, we're, that you're going to be talked to and talked at, and then you're going to go and hopefully remember four or five minutes of what that person just said. 
Here's where I believe the God is taking the, the, the church at large is we're gonna have churches where people come in, they learn to be activated. They get activated into God's gifts, into the very things that he has empowered us to destroy the works of the devil. He has given us his power, his miracles, his, his beliefs, right? His love, his tenderness to sit next to someone and actually destroy the works of the devil in that person's life. Okay, and so, but I don't believe we can do that with audiences. I believe we do that with empowered, activated sons and daughters. Okay, and so as a church, we, we you might have noticed we get really we get really serious about about teaching people how to pray for the sick and how to prophesy and how to how to have joy and how to have great beliefs. So. Um, uh, equipping powerful people is foremost what we do. We have a hearing from God class every third uh, Sunday to, to teach people every week how to every or every month how to hear from God. So, Chris, what's the last one? Transforming culture with the love of Jesus. So let's unpack that a little bit. What is culture? Culture is a group of people that gather around ideas or language or location. Culture is. Business has a culture. Business speaks a language. Government speaks a language, has a culture, has a feel, has a tangible substance to it. We believe that Jesus wants to transform culture through his love. The word says to go and make disciples of all peoples, all nations. All ethnos is the Greek word. It literally means people groups or cultures. So what does it look like as trans... Culture, sorry, I have a little thing in my throat. As culture is transformed by the love of Jesus. I'll give you an example. Um, There's a place, a local business, and someone in this community was going to interview for a job there. And one of the managers of the business says, hey, I need to tell you something. You can't share this publicly, so we're not sharing the, uh, the actual place or anything like that. But our management has told us to hire Christians because God is doing something in this plaza. The reality is a bunch of people that are in this community and other communities go to that plaza regularly and pray for people for healing. People get saved. People get delivered. Miracles happen regularly there. This business took note of it and said, God's doing something here. Now, from my perspective, it's actually that God's people are just showing up there. But they're recognizing a shift in culture. What does it look like? You come into this room, you feel God's presence. What does it look like when you go into a store or a restaurant or some other business that's literally cultivated a culture around who Jesus is in the way they do business? They do business the way that Jesus would. They do government the way that Jesus would. They do family. When you go into those places, you would literally feel God's presence. That's our belief of what God is doing through this community. He's transforming culture with his love. Okay, come on. I, I, get this, I just thought, like, let's just dream a little bit, right? Just like, what would that be like? What would that be like? You can read stories of the revival, like the Welsh Revival. Uh, there's a book called The World of Flame, A World of Fire. And um, it's all about the Welsh Revival. And literally, they shut down stadium events to host Christian prayer meetings. The, the jails emptied out. The prostitutes were gone. The, they actually had to retrain the, the coal miners' horses because none of the coal miners swore anymore. Um, just, just, I mean, that's, just dream with us. Dream, like, what would it be like for your, your company, your job, where you work at? 
that it would be normal that someone would ask you for prayer, that they would have a special room where if people needed prayer that day, they were just feeling a little, a little low that day, that's where they went to have their manager pray over them. Come on. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, we're going to go through is, um, so we got um, vision. Vision is, you know, it's the big picture. What do I want to do? I want to be a father of cities. I want to be, a, I want to be a, a, an evangelist. I want to... I want to write music. I want to, that's the vision. The mission is how am I going to get there? The values, the values is, is what do I need? Who do I need to be and become to get there? Okay, so, and, and this is one of those things where like, this is throughout your life, this is integrity and character. It's like when you violate one of your value systems, you know it, right? It feels, it feels oh, oh man, that was my one. I, I was dishonest and I have a value for honesty. So what are our church values um, and I'll just go through four of them, and then I'll, I'll let you guys finish. The first one I, I, I just love is prophetic culture. We have a huge value here, prophetic culture. Why? Because in a prophetic culture, what, what is a prophetic culture? A prophetic culture is one where the culture is, is listening to who God is and what he's saying for our community and, and for the world around us. So we're not, uh, a non-prophetic culture is listening to what we think. A prophetic culture is we're listening to what he thinks. And so in a prophetic culture, I walk around, I look at you guys, and I, and, I, and I ask God, what do you see when you see Tommy? What do you see when you see Karen? Like, I, what do you see when you see these, these people? And I ask him what he says, okay? And you got to believe he has got some pretty incredible things to say about who you are, okay? But if I did it through me, I'd be looking at him like, oh, she's too, she's too smart looking. He's not tall enough. She's too short. He's not wearing the right clothes. Like, that would be my, that would be my own my own thoughts, right? Actually, I wouldn't think that stuff about you guys. But, but when we think about God, he, we call out the gold in each other. And if every single person here is doing that, can you imagine the transformation that would happen just by being around each other? So prophetic culture is one of our top priorities. Um, uh, the next one is, um, is, is healing, um, you know, one of the things we, we really highly value, we could put miracles in this too because I don't think we, we separate it out, but let's just say healing and miracles. We have a huge value um, for miracles. Why? Because it, we saw it throughout the gospel, throughout the whole Bible. Miracles is a common theme that God did miracles, signs and wonders, healing, um, um, raised the dead, right? Jesus ruined every funeral he was invited to. And, and, and he did that not because he was showing off his power, because he was showing off his love. And if, and if love is what we're going after, if love is the thing that matters the most, it's, healing is one of the greatest ways to reveal how much God loves you. So, um, so we unashamedly go after healing, go after miracles, depression leaving in a moment, not the 15-step process, addictions, all that stuff. Why? Because, because to, 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 to us, that's what, Jesus, that's what the hands of Jesus look like. Um, last one I'll hit on is, is worship. Um, you grow culture a few different ways. One of the ways is by what you talk about, right? What you talk about, you replicate. What you look at, you know, what we focus on. And so from up front, we're going to talk about some stuff. You guys are going to share some stuff. You're going to pray for each other. We're going to create culture through, through our words. The other strong way that we create culture is through our worship, through our music. Um, and, and, and so we, we put a huge value on worship. Um, we have, and because of that, like we just, we have incredible worship leaders and worship musicians Man, I just, I'm just, I just love every Sunday. I just get radically just encountered by God because of our worship. And so we, we are, we're absolutely putting tons of, of, of emphasis on our worship. 
to the point where if, if worship is just blowing up and we just feel like this is the thing God's doing today, we'll just cancel everything else um, because that we're not here just for a message or just for prayer. We're here for worship too. So, Yeah, and amen. That's right, amen. Um, I, I want to talk about two areas that we feel that God has called us to focus on. You know, if you've been to other churches that have been around for a while, they're blessed enough to have, you know, maybe eight different nonprofits that they um, support or organizations within their church. And, and, you know, we're still in baby phase. Two years we'll, we'll, be, in, we'll be celebrating in March. Um, but there are two areas that if you're interested in getting involved, we can talk more afterwards because I'm just going to quickly skim through them. But the first one um, is helping the, the foster to adopt um, Orange County system here. Uh, there are a little over 2,000 kids in the foster system, and there are more churches than that in Orange County. And so I have a huge passion, we have a huge passion uh, to come alongside to support and to get these kids in families. Um, if you've been with us for a while, we've had some of the, uh, the Orange County Social Services meetings here. We're going to have another one coming up in about a month. Uh, we're inviting them in, and we're saying to them, the church wants to support you. And I've seen God do some crazy things. We, we adopted our first, um, our first kid, Roar, and it, it's just been incredible. But, um, but adoption and getting kids out of the foster system is a huge passion of ours. And so that's an organization that we'll talk about, you'll hear us talk about, and that we support. The second one um, is human trafficking, sex trafficking. There's an organization called Refuge for Women. Um, they're actually from Kentucky. Go Kentucky. That's where I'm from. And um, they are planting a house in Huntington just a couple miles from here. They offer one-year uh, free living, support, counseling, um, just crazy. They just do so much in a year's time for all for free. This is the only, and I want you to hear this because I know this is a big buzz out there. Um, and all these organizations are doing incredible things. This is the only human trafficking organization that I know of. And if you know of another one, come and talk to me, but that offers free services for a year for mom and baby. Okay, so if you have a heart for human trafficking, this is an organization to get behind, Refuge for Women. Um, so those are, those are two of the areas. And honestly, you guys, like, we, we want to do more as our church grows and as our team grows and, and all that good stuff. We want to support more organizations. We know God's doing a lot through a lot of organizations, and we know some of you have organizations and passions and desires. And what we would say to that right now is to go after them. If we can pray for you and give you resources, maybe even send people, we want to do that. Um, but we really want to empower you to go after what God's put on your heart. These are the two that God's put on our hearts for this season of this church. Um, another area, another value, if you will, is unifying the body of Christ. You heard me share in the announcements about the women's conference. Um, but, but something you'll pick up on here at presence. Is my mic going out? No was the Lord, um, is we believe in unifying the body, the big C church. We believe in supporting other churches, having um, group worship nights. We do a lot of things with Celebration Church down south, uh, revival nights. We bring in other people. We have, I mean, even in the way that we um, have worship leaders up here from different ministries and churches. Um, so, so we are not offended if you go to other churches because 
hopefully they too are worshiping Jesus. They can have different missions, uh, different values, all that stuff. Um, but as long as they're, they're giving God glory, we want to support you in that. Um, and so we're not, we don't feel like this competitive, weird thing around church. We love the body of Christ and we believe that the next revival will come out of unity anyway. So, so we're in big support of that. The last value I will um, just hit on real quick is creativity. We believe that each and every one of you are creative beings made by the creator, and you have a creative something to offer, display, show. Um, a lot of ways that you'll see that here in this house is by prophetic painting. Um, Jessie right here in this hat, she's incredible. She actually just started a school, creative school. So if you're interested in that, she's amazing. Um, Chappie's another guy that does that, one of our youth, Lauren. Anyways, we have insane talent um, on that level. Diana dances and Anyways, if you have a heart for creativity, um, we believe that that should be burst out of the church. Um, and, and, you know, God is the creator. In, in the book of Genesis, um, he created different things on different days. There was a structure to it. But if you don't think you're creative, I just want to encourage you that there is a creative something in you because you are made by the creator. You are the master's masterpiece. Um, so create, creativity is a big thing for us here at Presence. I love hearing these values because, thank you. I love hearing these values because they're not just values of this community. I believe they're values in God's heart that we've just caught wind of. That's why this is like a great message, not just for this community, but just for life in general. Uh, Another value that we've captured is the concept of honor. What is honor? Honor is prescribing value to something. We honor the Lord. A lot of people don't understand the Lord as the healer. So if they don't honor him as the healer, they may not experience healing. If you don't honor him as the miracle worker, you may not experience supernatural miracle signs. Does that make sense? Well, what does it look like to begin to honor the Lord, but also honor what he's doing in the people around us and honor the people that he has put around us? The reality is if we could see the people around us the way God sees them, like you talked about with the prophetic culture, we would actually begin to receive from them the grace that God planned to come into our life. You know, many of the things that we're gonna receive in life are actually gonna come through the people around us. I begin to honor Carmel, and I'm like, wow, Carmel has supernatural dreams all the time. God gives her direction, stuff like that. I value her that way. Every so often, she sends me emails and messages, and she's like, Chris, I had a dream about this for you and your wife, or da-da-da. Like, what happens is we start to value each other more. We start to see Jesus in one another. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 actually says, we no longer regard anyone according to the flesh. We used to look at Jesus that way, but we don't look at him that way anymore either. What would happen is if you didn't look at the people around you for what they're not, but if you looked at them for who they are in Christ Jesus? Begin to look at the people. So then you begin to receive grace. The word in Exodus says, honor your father and mother, you'll receive long life. It's the only of the 10 commandments that's associated with a promise. As you begin to honor, you actually begin to receive. God's teaching us how to honor one another. God's teaching us how to value and honor leadership, value governmental leadership, value city leadership, value presidential leadership, regardless of which way you voted. He's teaching us how to honor because we get to receive grace through honor. Does this make sense? Grace through honor. 1 Peter 2.17 says to honor all people, not just the ones that are doing it right. 
Another one of the values that we see as fundamental to this community is recognizing the inspiration of Scripture. I grew up uh, around a church that, that fully valued Scripture as the Word of God. When I came kind of back to Christ, things came full circle in my life. I went to a church that was line by line through the, through the chapters of the Bible. We go through the whole Bible in seven years, go through chapter by chapter. If you've been here for a while, we sometimes go through and do, have done series where we just go through the Gospel of John chapter by chapter. You can go on our podcast and listen to chapter by chapter teaching. We believe that all of us have access to God's word because all of us have been given access to who Jesus is. And Jesus has revealed himself through his word. The scriptures expound upon the revelation of how God has interacted with humanity from the beginning of time. And we believe that every word of scripture is God-breathed, is inspired by God, and is profitable for teaching, correction, and training in righteousness, so that the man or woman of God may be mature and complete, not lacking anything, 2 Timothy 3.16. Did I get the reference right? I think I did. You have a book that you get to read every day, but we go through it here consistently. And we recognize that Jesus Christ is alive and wants to do things that he's talked about in his word. Every word of scripture is a prophecy and a promise to us. When we start to see Jesus in it, everything comes alive. I've been reading in my own personal time the book of Leviticus, Exodus and Leviticus lately. You'd be like, wow, Leviticus, that's boring. Did you know that every single verse is about Jesus? Anyway, that's just a freebie. I, yeah, I won't go into that. It's really good. One of the other values, these are the last two values, I'll kind of, we'll land it here and pray for folks, whatever we're going to do, are actually recognizing the importance of family. Psalm 68, I believe this is a word for us this year, it says God puts the lonely in families. If you feel lonely, any one of us in this room, it's because we're not actually recognizing that, that we actually have a family already around us. One of the greatest reports that I've heard of, a, uh, of something that happened where someone got involved in this community, or they, this could be of any church, they came to me and said, I, I just recently came back to Jesus, but when I started coming here, I instantly had a family. I was like, God, thank you that this place has become a family to people, that you are a family to people. What does family mean? Family is a group of people that are on a mission together to love one another. God himself is family within himself, Father, Son, and Spirit. God knows how to do family. As we begin to behold God for who God is, we'll immediately, instantly do family without even trying. Family just is an exposition. It's an explosion of the love of God through us. You are good in family. Say, I'm adopted into family. I'm adopted into family. I belong. Oh, there's somebody here, a girl, that as you said that, God was literally releasing you from just, just, uh, just a lot of stuff. As you said, I belong. God, God wants you to feel like you belong. What does that look like walked out? It looks like communicating with people and letting them know how they're affecting you sometimes. We do this with the prophetic. We taught on it last week. We said, hey, if somebody comes up to you here in this environment and they give you like a word that they believe is prophecy. Prophecy is an archaic word that literally means this is what I feel like God's saying. And they come up to you and they say, I see caterpillars and I see bad stuff over you. You're gonna be like, wow, that's really weird. Can I, can I give you some feedback on that? You have permission to flush things that don't sound like love and to give people feedback on the things they're saying to you. 
That's what powerful living looks like. That's what it looks like to be a powerful person. That's what family looks like. If somebody steps on your toe, you don't have to keep letting them step on your toe. You can say, hey, when you did this, my toe hurt. (laughs) I'm not saying that you're a toe crusher. I'm not accusing you of being an evil toe crusher. I'm simply saying, when you did this, my toe hurt. Does this make sense? I'm creating funny examples, but I'm trying to give you guys tools. This is what it looks like to do family together. His toe got hurt over there? I could hear, that's why he's crying. (laughs) Cleaning up messes. One of the last things about family that we'll hit on in this core values is, I I was thinking about this this morning. Pastor Jesse and I were in the car. We were just sitting, kind of going over what we felt like the message was today. And uh, it was before Nicole got there, so she just got it all in the spirit, so we're in the flow. But um, we were just kind of talking, and I kind of had this sense of, you know, many of us, we come to church, and we come as spiritual babies, just wanting some milk, just wanting some, you know, pure milk of the word. It's good. You know, when Jesse picks up his kids, when they're first babies, he puts them into the car seat. He does everything for them. They go on a ride. They don't even know where they're going. But as the kids get older, they have this question that kids invariably ask as they get older, where are we going? Well, how do they phrase it? How does August phrase it to you? Are we there yet? Because they have a sense of the normal places that they're going. You guys, many of you guys recognize there's normal places that we go as a church. But as you begin to mature in Christ, kids don't just ask where we're going. They start to dream with the family and they start to participate in the mission and the vision of the family. They start to recognize, wow, this family really, really values kids' care. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go talk to the kids' care leaders, the pastors of kids' care, and I'm going to ask them if I can serve them. My friend Tim over here, he, he serves a ministry in the region, and he does all kinds of things just to serve. But he recognizes that as we serve the things that God's doing, the grace of what God's doing there begins to be experienced even more through my life. And that flow of anointing, that flow of love, that flow of power begins to flow even more in my life. There's some of you that the greatest breakthroughs that God wants to give you is by partnering with family, and that looks like growing up and starting to serve the things that family's doing, whether you call this your home church or not. Amen. Wow, good job, you guys. So... Um, before I kind of close this up, just give you a heads up. We, we have a, a DNA class where we teach a lot of this stuff. We've decided to kind of wrap the first class in today. So you guys all just graduated our first DNA class. Well done. Um, uh, I just want to, I want to close this. I want you to stand up right now, actually. One, get the blood flowing before I let you guys go, before we start praying for each other. Um, I think we started this with vision. God, what are you doing in our lives? Where are we going? And I, I, I want to, I hope for a little bit you've been inspired or you've gotten some ideas of what's possible with what God could do and the values he has. I want you all to close your eyes right now. And I, and I want you to ask, I want, we're all going to do this together. And by the way, every single one of you is radically different than the person next to you. You're in an individual. He made you special. And right now, I'm going to pray that God would give each one of us a special commission for 2018. And maybe you've already done this, and so maybe ask him what else is there, or ask him another piece of it. But I want, I'm believing right now, just this presence of God in here is so strong. So just close your eyes, and with your eyes closed, just say, uh, just say it in your heart, or, or out loud, whatever you want. 
and just say, God, what do you have for me for 2018? What am I focused on? What do you want to do? What is your vision for this year? Some of you guys, it's to... Now, if it, if, if it was highly attainable, I want to challenge you, ask him for more. God is the God of the impossible and he loves to show off because then you start to actually believe how much he likes you. So God, give him something really big. I pray, God, you just right now, just make him a little nervous with the plans you have for him, God. And Father, I just pray right now. I'm going to close in this. I'm just going to pray over us all right now. God, you have made us to be dependent on each other. The hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. And because we're dependent on each other, Father, I pray that each one of these uh, incredible sons and daughters would have their commissions, their vision fulfilled through interacting and through loving and receiving from each other, God. I pray that you would put people in their lives to help see these dreams come true, to help see these growth places, these, these victories, these challenges, God. I pray that they would be radically connected to each other, that we would not have a disconnected people group, but that they would require the foot and they would require the hand. So right now, just put on your lips right now. Say this, say, I need help. This is too big for just me. Yeah, yeah. And I want you to say, we're gonna do this, God. We're gonna win. I was made for this. You chose me to do great things. Yeah, yeah. Just let that sink in. Let him just love on you on that. That was amazing. He believes in you more than you believe in yourself. It's going to be a really good year, guys. <laughs> Come on, let's give a shout. Give a, just give a hallelujah. Come on. Okay, cool. So um, right now, I'm going to dismiss the kids right now. Nicole and, and Paris, they actually share with me. Chris, I'm sorry, Nicole and Paris. I was, I'm so used to saying your name. So Chris and, and, and Nicole, um, they're feeling so just a strong heart. They just wanted to do some prophetic time. Um, and just kind of call some love, just things, some gold out and some people and stuff. So if you have kids, though, I really want to ask that you just go, go grab them. I know you love them. Go get them. Go, go, go give them a big hug. Pull them out of kids' church. Bring them back out here if you want. We're okay with a little distraction. So. You guys can have a seat. Um, if you have to go at any moment at this, we've, we've gone pretty long. So just feel free to go. But... I just love Jesus and want to experience more with him. Uh, we're going to highlight a few individuals that we feel like God is highlighting to us just as we were praying up here and praying before the service. If we call out like a series of things that make sense to you, just raise your hand and then we're just going to honestly encourage you and uplift you and edify you with what we feel like is the love of God for you in, in your life and where you're at, okay? All right. Um, so I, I have a name which I think is associated with a birthday. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here, okay? 
Um, Lord gave me the name Sammy or Sam, assuming it's a nickname, um, and May. So maybe your birthday is in May. Sammy, your birthday is in May. Does that make sense to anybody? Sammy, <laughs> Destiny, you're so funny. Girl, your name ain't Sammy. Okay, this, the, we'll have you stand too. Anybody else feel strongly this is for a person here? So, so almost every week, we, the Lord speaks to us, haha, and we ask on Sunday, and I, I kid you not, every time the person that we call out comes to us afterwards. But what I'm gonna tell you happens is when you're bold and you stand and you say, that makes sense to me, it builds faith in the room and allows God to, to do more, okay? So Sammy and your birthday is in May. Anybody? Is there a Sammy in the room at all? Sammy. No Sammies. God has a really good word for you. No Sammies. Sam, Sammy. I'm taking risk. Here we go. The Lord speaks to me. I'm confident of it. All right. So I'll probably talk to you after service and I'm going to, I'm going to get you. I'm going to, I'm going to give a word. Is it I called you out last week, right? Or is there, where was the guy that I called out last week? You said he was here again? Yeah, could you just stand? So I'm gonna, I did this last week and I wasn't sure because I didn't understand all that it meant. And uh, so I called you out. I said, is there a pastor here who's visiting? And I didn't know. I picked, I, I was like, nobody was kind of answering because I kept saying something with the name Andrew. And then you were over here sitting. And so I said, you, because I just was really drawn to you by the spirit. I stood you up. And you are a visiting pastor, right? Well, I wrote down the rest of the notes I had, which I wrote down at 9.30 a.m., which was before, because you guys were here in the, was it the second service? You guys were here, yeah. So I wrote these down just to testify. Look at the picture. It says 9.30 a.m., right? right? All right, so I had um, a Sophie or a Sophia. I had June 11th. I had a Joseph anointing, and is that another name? Like, I think she told me your name's Joey. Okay, so is it just Joey or is it Joseph, your full name? It's what? Joel, Joel. okay, cool. Um, all right, I had on here also the number 32. Does that mean something to you? Well, she texted me because I found out after you guys have been pastoring for 32 years. Is that correct? Okay. Just making sure. So just, just getting feedback. So sometimes with this stuff, like you have to like search a little bit and go after things and find things. God is going to prosper you because the vision I had for you of this person that I had the word for was that God was taking someone up. They were bear- angels were bearing you up and bringing you up. There's something to, um, is, there, is there something around your family connected to Oregon? Does that make sense to you guys at all? Yeah, what's that? What's that? What's Oregon? Uh-huh. Oh, in Oregon. Is it in, I'm, I, I'm taking a risk. Is it connected to Salem or no? No, Okay. Just taking some risk. Also, just stretch your hands towards these guys. Pastor Nicole told me things about them, so I don't want to prophesy too much of what I actually know. Father, we just bless this family, God, that you are bearing them up. You're bearing them up on angels' wings. God, you've continually sent them around the world. You're continuing to send them, God. There's grace behind them. There's grace and mercy. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow you all of the days of your life, and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, I had a word for you right there touching your ear. Will you stand for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord loves you. What's your name? Brian. Brian. 
Um, I saw, I was reminded of a story of a testimony from a guy that I know that's in government. Um, he has a lot of influence in government. And I saw like a governmental angel over you. And I feel like the Lord was releasing a new dream in you. It was something you hadn't yet thought of before. I don't know if government makes sense, but I feel like he's given you a new influence in 2018 over leaders of leaders. There's there's a movement, there's a, a an organization. Gosh, I feel like, like a nonprofit or something that's going to come out of a passion that the Lord gave you, I feel like six or seven years ago, where you have influence over influencers. So I just bless you, Brian. Bless you in that, Brian. Yeah. Is there a girl here? I had the number 17. That might be your age. But you, you specifically have a heart for women with eating disorders and identity disorders. Like I saw it. Does this make sense to somebody? I, I got the, a girl here, 17, something connected with heart for eating. All right, I'm just going to. So if nobody responds quickly, I just start picking people out. Could you stand up, hon? What's your name? Jackie? Jackie, is there also like a Samantha or something over here as well? Like, does this make sense? I think she said, you said Sam earlier, didn't you? Okay. Do you have a, do you have a like a real, and I heard, I heard Samantha when I came over here, so I didn't know if it was a connection to you. I see that there's something so special on your life with Heart for Women. And I, I saw like as Nicole was sharing, there's like this kindred spirit between you and what Nicole carries. It's this heart for adoption. It's this heart for youth. It's this heart to see people delivered. And some of that word I just gave was actually for you, the, the words of knowledge I felt like may be connected to you, that you're gonna see many people healed from identity disorders. Like even people that have like cut themselves, people that have been like, pulled towards suicidal tendencies, things like that. God is going to use you in dramatic ways. I saw you getting around people and praying for them and them throwing their pills away. So just stretch your hands towards Jackie in Jesus' name. We just bless Jackie. We thank you for what you're doing with her. Thank you, King Jesus. Yeah, um, something that Pastor Chris doesn't know is one of the church plants my husband and I um, did a couple years ago, Jackie was a part of. And so Jackie and I know each other really well, but he has no idea. The reason I share that is because God's always doing more than what's being seen. So we're encouraged by, you know, if you don't get stood up, that's okay. Because there's something, there's an invitation, there's something there that God wants to give you also. As long as you come to it with an open heart and open mind. Amen. I feel like I have two more words. Um, this couple, I think you guys are a couple right here. Yeah, is this your son? He's so cute. Can you all stand for me? Yeah, is this your first time here, or have you been here before? You've been here before. Have I prophesied over y'all before? I tell you what, it happens. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but Lord just loves y'all. Um, I saw three children, and I heard the name Joseph, and I felt like there was, um, haha, there was a colorful tribe over you all. And what that means is this, like the Lord is going to give you a creative idea this year that's going to launch a business in your family, but it involves three kids. Do you have just one child? One and one, and one on the way. Is the one on the way a boy? You don't know yet. Okay, no dates, mates, or babies. I'm not going to go down that road. That's a rule. No dates, mates, or babies. Y'all hear me? Don't you be prophesying that over people. Um, 
well, I see three kids, so hopefully you want more. Um, but yes, a, a business that's going to come out of your family, that's going to involve your children. I see like an Etsy or an Instagram or like a, some kind of social media-ish thing over the both of you. Um, and I feel like there's a connection. Obviously, you're married, but there's something that you carry that will help this business. But you're like the creative eye. I see you like, oh, no, honey, this looks better. And you're like the strategic thinker. So I just bless finances over you in 2018. I bless this pregnancy. Yeah, Papa, I thank you for this couple, God, that they will raise children that will change generations forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can we give Jesus a shout for that? That's really cool. Um, we're gonna dismiss. Uh, I, wanna, I wanna give opportunity for you guys to pray for each other. If you need to go, just slide out. But um, when you stand to your feet, we'll just let you guys head out. But... Um, if you want to stay for a little bit, get into groups or two or three or four and just begin to pray for each other. Ask God for encouragement for the people around you. Maybe you came here and you're like, God, I need encouragement from heaven. I, I just need, like the people around you are going to release that. Take the model that we just did, the love that we just did. Ask questions if something doesn't make sense. Give feedback to one another. But we'll see you guys next week. Just go ahead and minister. We'll just end at this. And we love you guys so much. God's so faithful. Amen. Give Jesus a shout. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.